0: You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric here, excited to be joined by Donald Mason, a 2019 NLC Kentucky fellow. He's also made his way over to San Antonio, supporting the NLC chapter there. Excited to catch up with him, hear what he's working on professionally, also hear a little bit more about his NLC journey. Thanks for tuning in this episode. Let's get to it. You know, Donald, we're just wrapping up the last Lead weekend um, as we record here on a Sunday at the end of January. What do you remember about your twenty nineteen Lead experience in Kentucky?
1: Well, Lead was really the most groundbreaking of all the institutes for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, with having a hyper focus of learning about yourself and others, and really being in the moment uh, with other people is is really something that you you can't replicate. um, And it's so important to build that foundation moving forward for the other institutes. So, um, I mean, lead weekend is uh, so important and we'll never really forget the things that I grew from in just a short period of time over a weekend.
0: And at that time, did you already have goals and plans about potentially moving or pursuing new opportunities? Or did that come a little bit later? Because I feel like the, the move to San Antonio is relatively recent, right?
1: Yeah, so it, it actually did come uh, right on the cusp of some things that were happening. I wasn't quite sure in the January of when we had our lead, but I, I was feeling that there was going to be some sort of pathway divergence. Um, I was leading uh, the Lyric Theater in Lexington, Kentucky, and I had been doing that for uh, almost five years, and it was great, but I also you know felt like... I was maybe going to go into local politics in Lexington, um, but I also had this kind of curiosity of I've been in Lexington for 31 years, <laughs> and I kind of felt that I needed to explore a little bit. I can always come back to Lexington, um, and then uh, you know I decided not to run for city council and wanted to stay in the arts, and it just so happened that. San Antonio had a position at the Classical Music Institute for the same position, executive director, and I was fortunate to be offered that, and now I'm starting a new journey here in San Antonio.
0: And I bet once you got there and explained to people why you moved and what kind of job you were doing, people probably had some pretty immediate questions. What kind of things did you get asked the most once you shared what you were actually doing?
1: Well, yeah, it's funny. Um <laughs> I am a vocalist, um, but I'm not a standard musician. So when I tell people Classical Music Institute, the most common first question would be, like, do you perform or what's your (laughs) instrument? And it's just kind of funny that that's the lead in when an executive director, like in most other companies or fields or CEOs, don't need to have like a qualifier but i'm like okay i'm a vocalist and you know um they're like well what do you sing i'm like how did we get on this path and we're not talking about like the actual organization but it's fine it's fine um and i have a deep voice so some people are (laughs) kind of shocked when they hear me um but uh you know the the transition from the theater life which i loved so much and the lyric theater was such a great opportunity to lead a historically black theater in lexington had been closed for almost 50 years. So I was the uh, third executive director there and really made some big moves uh, for, you know, entertainment for Lexington and whatnot. Here in San Antonio, it's shifted a little bit. Um, I work for the Classical Music Institute and we're a resident company of the Tobin Center, which has us and the Youth Orchestra of San Antonio, the ballet, the opera, uh, the symphony, and children's choir. So it's It's really a nice blend of uh, San Antonio arts. Um, I do miss very much like booking concerts and Mm. doing all that. Uh, Those are very long days, very long weeks. Um, But the final event was so rewarding. Uh, We do have concerts with uh, CMI, um, but we also have a very robust education program in the summer um, that we're Really hoping to expand to be a year long program and lots of really exciting things uh, that would be happening at CMI, including some sister city connections. Uh, Mm -hmm. San Antonio has 11 sister cities, so we're looking to get friendly and uh, uh, with some uh, international uh, destinations that hopefully we can get some San Antonio students and likewise kind of an, an exchange arts, cultural exchange program.
0: And then, you know, we have a lot of ANSI alums who are executive directors of different nonprofits or having to raise money or spread the word about the, the passions and the hobbies that they have. And as you can imagine, the, the pandemic has scrambled a lot of how they they do that. But I guess coming out of it, hopefully, uh, I would imagine there'd be some enthusiasm for, for the arts and supporting that in new and different ways. What kind of opportunities are you seeing uh, as we hopefully come out of Omicron in a, in a relatively short time here and people are... Hungry to get back out, see each other, um, just do the things that we haven't been able to do for a while. I've
1: always thought even before the pandemic that music and, you know, just entertainment, like musical um, performance, live performance was always something that even if you didn't go in, especially like classical music, you go into the to the venue, you may not even know the pieces that are going to be played but after the concert the impact that that makes on you or you go to a ballet or you go to a rock or a funk show or whatever the case may be whatever your flavor is going into the show and leaving the show you become more enriched if you don't believe it or not and i think that with the lack of that and people being at their house and the you know the variants kind of creating an, a pseudo new quarantine kind of mm-hmm. system people are craving to get out, but people are very hesitant. Um, I think, um, you know, people that typically go to the arts are typically going to be ones that would be very cautious about like, they're going to be wearing masks and all of that. If they're feeling a little bit off, they're not going to go. Um, so that's been a challenge. I think that's going to be an ongoing challenge for the next probably couple of years. But that to say, when people do come, um, it is just, like, they need that. And you can kind of tell, like, it's like like this breath of, of relief that, like, I've been able to get hit and blessed with this music or whatever the performance is. Uh, I know I am very much like that. And it really, like, mentally hurt me quite a bit, not only that we had to cancel most of the first season of my first year at CMI, but um, i missed... I love going to shows, not just my shows. I love going to all types of shows and the fact that it got canceled and other things got canceled. And so it's been tough for me personally. So I know that there's other out there that have just been waiting for that moment of re-entry into going to events again and being safe and feeling, you know, that, that great reward at the end of that
0: show. When we come back with Donald, we'll chat a little bit more about his thoughts and feelings on making a move and going to San Antonio and also some other Things related to NLC. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We'll be right back. Yeah, Donald, I grew up in Houston, so I have some awareness of San Antonio, but I feel like it's a big, thriving city that not everyone sort of remembers as a big, thriving city. I was curious what your reactions are once you got there and and what uh, kind of feelings and perceptions you have since being there for a little
1: while. You know, I I feel that uh, I I was born in Midland, Texas. Mm but I lived in Kentucky for most of my life and coming back to Texas through San Antonio, San Antonio feels like the biggest underdog city in America. (laughs) Um, And I mean, we are sandwiched in between Dallas and Houston and Austin even. And yet uh, San Antonio is just behind Houston as one of the largest population cities in the country. And it's just kind of weird sometimes how San Antonio does get forgotten about. And of course, Charles Barkley dogs on San Antonio whenever he can and I don't appreciate that as much as I might have laughed about it before um, but inside of San Antonio's last night I was at the mayor's ball I got to perform some Hamilton which was really amazing and just seeing the culture here in San Antonio I mean there was Indian dance there was uh, African uh, fashion show there was ballet there was orchestra uh, it was really fantastic to see so many different cultures here in San Antonio. And I think Houston is similar to that. I think this area of Texas breeds a lot of diversity and inclusion, uh, openness to other people coming in. Um, And that is a really rewarding part. So I think San Antonio, even with its kind of standing population-wise, I think there's even more potential for San Antonio to continue to grow and continue to attract people to this you know, amazing part of the country.
0: Last thing, whenever we have NLC alums who have music backgrounds or are musicians themselves, we always want to know what they're listening to. Any recommendations for us about what tunes or bands or things people should check out?
1: So I am kind of an old soul, and uh, <laughs> I haven't been checking out as much new music. Um, and some of the new music that I have checked out hasn't really hit me the way that some of the old stuff... So i i do love the suffers um they're out of houston uh one of my favorite bands um and uh Crockerbin, um which is also out of houston those are the black pumas um gary clark jr of course some of the you know ones i'd be listening to more recently but miles davis and mozart beethoven uh hamilton i will say i listen to quite a bit of hamilton um <laughs> you think that you might have listened to it enough and you're like every time I listen to it especially now that I'm trying to perform it on a you know consistent basis um, you find something different or a character will present something to you or like when you start thinking about a song that you're gonna perform you you think about what the characters thinking or what they you know might do action wise and that's been pretty exciting but I'm always open to new uh, music suggestions so um, you know, you, there's so much out there. There's so much content. It's almost impossible to keep up with it, but that's a really good problem to have.
0: For sure. Well, listen, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. And welcome, actually, to all the new 2022 fellows who just wrapped their lead experience this month. And hopefully we're looped into The Zag Podcast community where we feature alums and fellows. So if you ever want to be on, just hit us up on our Instagram at The Zag Podcast. We'd love to have you come on. Episodes are short and sweet. And of course you can get them in all the places you find your podcasts, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, all those good spots. So until next time, we'll catch you soon.